With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and those who cover the NBA on a daily basis. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome into the Pelicans podcast. Joe Cardosi here alongside Mr. Jim Eichenhofer. Uh, and we've got a fun one today with the radio voice of the Pelicans, Mr. Todd Graffinini, always energetic, always amped up as he was today. Uh, we're looking forward to this heat game coming up with him on the call. Yeah, we certainly are. And I definitely enjoyed his broadcast Sunday night at San Antonio. It was streaming on pelicans.com. It'll be the same setup for the game Wednesday where you can watch the game and listen to Graff's call. Um, he provided a lot of entertainment and con- comedic, yeah. <laughs> comedic value in the second half. The second half was a little rough in terms of the quality of play dipped a little bit. Um, he, he also specifically noted that there were a few times where the backboard was cracked by San Antonio shots, kind of deep reserves, <laughs> yeah. trying to find their footing in the league. And I know a lot of people got a kick out of that as as I did as well. Uh, yeah. If you were only listening to the radio broadcast and you took him literally, you would have thought that that backboard definitely needed to be replaced. Yeah, Shaq was back or something. Because <laughs> you know? I think on both sides, maybe twice, there was a shattering of the glass <laughs> based on a an errant three-point shot from deep. But uh, but it was it was fun just listening to him, and I'm I'm looking forward to listening to him again on Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, look, if you're if you're not listening to the radio broadcast, tune in on the Pelicans app. If you don't have a radio, if you're you know too young to have a radio in your home a lot of you are but the the chemistry between uh todd graffinini and john DeShazer is always great always fun and even when todd is by himself he's just so entertaining from from years of working with him at tulane uh hearing those calls and now the transition here to pelicans working with him again he's just such a stable uh steady hand here and it, it's just it's just fun to hear him call a basketball game he loves the game and you can tell he gets emotionally invested in these games so tune in all season long to hear the graph let's sit down with him now he's about to hit the road he's about to head to miami to get ready for this 6 30 p.m tip uh, against the miami heat the heat will not be playing a lot of their starters jim so kind of hard to suss out how much value this game's gonna have but at least you might get to see some of the chemistry of the pelican squad come together a little bit 
Yeah, I hope so. I hope we're able to see maybe more of some of the guys that haven't been available in previous games just to be able to make that step. And if we don't get to see that Wednesday, then hopefully on Friday in the finale against Birmingham, they'll be able to be able to put more of uh, the full contingent of players on the court. I really think that from a broad standpoint, that's I'm sure the coaches wouldn't necessarily agree with this, but um, I think that's really kind of for me the last step that we want to see during preseason is just to be able to have that full line up and be able to at least get on the court a little bit before we go to the regular season. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see what 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 shakes out against the Pelicans and the Heat. But let's sit down with Mr. Todd Graffinini, radio play-by-play voice of the Pelicans right now. Joining us now on the Pelicans podcast, you know him, you love him, you better know him by now, Mr. Todd Graffinini entering his fourth season with the Pelicans. How you feeling, man? I'm fantastic, Joe. Jim, it is great to see you guys as... You know, the preseason is winding down quickly. Just a couple of games left in Miami and then in Birmingham against the Hawks. And then the regular season is going. We're rolling. Yes, we are rolling. So, uh, yeah, uh, really glad to be here. I don't know. You know, you're still on London time a little bit, I'm assuming. Uh, (laughs) It seems like you've gotten well adjusted. I mean, how have you felt about some of the surprising scoring outputs that we've had? I mean, Jose Alvarado being a leading scorer, Devontae Graham being a leading scorer in some of these preseason games. Do you expect that to translate to the to the regular season a little bit? I don't know if it's going to translate, but it bodes well because I don't think that opposing defenses are going to be able to key on one particular guy. I mean, you got to think about it, too. Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum have really not played mm-hmm. in the preseason uh, all that much. Ingram, not at all. So it, I, I think it spreads the wealth, if you will. And to see guys like Jose take charge and get to the rim and 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 get all those points in the paint. And then, of course, what we saw in San Antonio on Sunday night is what I think Pelicans fans have been waiting for as far as Trey Murphy all along. Now, we really saw Trey emerge at the end of last year and made some huge shots, especially in that Clippers play-in game. But what he did on Sunday in San Antonio is exactly what he's going to be counted on to do all year long because he is going to get those open looks. And he's a very good shooter. You just got to knock him down. But Joe and Jim, I think uh, you'll take seven for ten from three all day long. <laughs> yeah, I know, Jim, you had talked about that, how people may have forgotten about, you know, his his shooting percentage because he came on at the end of the year, and you look at his maybe season-long shooting percentage, but it seems like he's really turned that corner. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a dangerous three-point shooter under, under any circumstances, but now when you look at the lineup that the Pelicans can put on the floor around him, I think it's even scarier. Um, I, I feel like Devontae Graham and Trey, who both were leading scorers of games in separate preseason contests so far, are kind of in the same boat in that, I mean, their three-point percentages could both go way up based on the looks that they're going to get this year. Um, Devontae shot better in Charlotte in the last couple of years he he played there than he did last season. It was His percentage was down a little bit, but, I mean, especially in the first half of the season, I think Devontae was asked to do a ton because there were so many injuries he was in that starting role. Um, now he's going to be coming off the bench exclusively. Um, I think he's going to be the, the the bulk, the portion of the shots that he gets that are going to be wide open, I think, is going to go through the roof this year. And hopefully for Trey, it will as well. I mean, I, I do think that based on Trey's finish to last season, 
and maybe even a little bit the way that he's been so far in preseason that teams are going to move him up the scouting report. But, but man, I mean, he's, he's, he can make shots from a couple steps behind the line as well. And that makes it really tough to deal with when you also have to worry about Zion, CJ and VI and everybody else. Yeah. Jim, you read my mind because look, I, I, I have the Murphy's corner. Murphy's corner. Yes. Well, I mean, he's <laughs> going to be sitting in that corner a bunch, but here's the thing. And to your point, he is making threes very deep from the wing, like where four point line, which is a, across the way in the, uh, in the Pelicans facility. Uh, there is a four point line. Mm-hmm. And if he can spread the floor that much and park out there on the wing, well beyond the arc, that's even going to leave more room for a Zion or a Jonas uh, in the post. And I think that, again, I go back to it. The Pelicans are going to be so difficult to defend this year because not only can they do it from the perimeter, but they also have the post game as well, which you don't see a lot in the NBA anymore because the NBA has become a perimeter game. But the Pelicans have a big-time advantage in the paint, and that's why you saw – Memphis so successful last year. Memphis led the league points in the paint, mm-hmm. but they have the outside shooting as well, like a Desmond Bain who is over 40%. He can spread the floor. That's what we need to see this year uh, from the Pels, especially guys like Murphy and, and Graham. And I think another thing that we hope translates over to the and carries over to from the preseason to the regular season is to me, the bench last season was super valuable, especially in the last couple months of the season. But they were really known more for their defense. They were kind of the change of pace that came in the game where you're talking about Jose that we've talked about a million times, Najee, Marshall, getting a lot of steals, getting out in transition. It was really the defense that was the what they were known for and their biggest strength. To me, if some of these guys can improve their production and just be more efficient offensively, the bench is going to be more dangerous and going to be more multidimensional this season that you're going to, especially in the the first part of last season bench, which is almost in some ways irrelevant to the conversation because we're talking about different players, different pieces, but they really had trouble scoring. They had stretches where they're out there for two, three minutes and they didn't get a, a, a bucket and you're kind of look, checking your watch saying, can we get the starters back in the game? Um, but So if you can put together the kind of defense that the second unit played at the end of last season, with better offense, you know, Jose had 28 points in a game preseason game against Detroit. Um, I think that there, you're, you're looking at there's not going to be any letdown. There's not going to be any drop-off when the starters come out of the game because you're going to be able to t- attack other teams from both ends of the floor. So I, I think that's huge. Yeah, and you're going to be able either to increase a lead or if the opponent has gotten a lead in the first quarter, starters on starters, then the second unit can – chop into that lead. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and we, I mean, we, we talk about the value of the bench, and obviously we hate to talk about uh, injuries, but you look at Jackson Hayes, who's going to miss some time with with that elbow injury. Uh, one of our most efficient scorers is the MVP himself, Mr. Billy Hernan Gomez. Uh, he's going to be a, a valuable asset, I think, uh, playing center some of those minutes behind, behind Jonas. I, the guy just continues to amaze me, and I don't think we should be amazed anymore because he's been that consistent every time he has taken the floor the last couple of years. The guy produces. It's unbelievable. And I mean, you know, the, the game in San Antonio on Sunday night, what, he played 11 minutes or, or 11 to 12 minutes and had a double-double. 
I mean, did it quickly. Now, Billy is uh, famous for, you know, getting his own rebound and patting the rebound stats. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, uh, the MVP. I will be yelling MVP, MVP all year long. I love that guy. He is a tremendous teammate. And uh, you got to have him, man. I mean, not only in the locker room, but when he is called on, he will produce. And and that's, a, that's the bottom line. Um, just... What an asset to have that guy on your team. It, it's funny how many times that this has come up. This is his third season here where you say, man, it's a luxury to have a guy like that. But now it's a necessity because, you know, you have when guys go down with injuries, he's always available. Um, Jackson Hayes also has had stretches the last couple of years when he just was struggling and, and they cut his minutes. And then Billy was right there to. You know what he did in Philly last year in that game we weren't supposed to play when everybody sat out? Yeah. I mean, what? He had the game of his life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, he he was he was dominating the 76ers. So no, he's he's the results speak for themselves. He produces when he's on the floor. I mean, this is one of the deepest benches I can remember. I mean, I've been here 10 seasons now. Mm -hmm. This is the deepest roster I can remember having. But you gotta have it. Nowadays, because guys aren't playing 82 games, right. the, the injuries are happening. We're seeing it in the preseason. We're seeing it mm-hmm. in the preseason. So, you know, it, it's to me, and I've had this conversation with Antonio Daniels, uh, who was uh, good enough to join me on the broadcast on Sunday night. Yeah. It was great to talk to AD. Um, it's all about health with mm-hmm. this team. If this team is healthy, relatively healthy, through the 82 games, they're going to be very, very difficult to beat. And, and Willie Green was asked recently, you know, how are you going to manage this when you have 13 or 14, maybe even more guys that deserve playing time? Or, and he, one of the things that he said that I thought was was a, a good way to put it was basically before the season or and throughout the course of the season, he talks to everybody on the team and says, your opportunity is going to come. So unfortunately, we don't like to see it happen through injuries, of course. But I mean, you, you got to believe, I think this is, doesn't just apply to the Pelicans, this applies to every team in the NBA that if you are on an NBA roster, you need to be ready because there's a distinct possibility that whether it's through injuries or load management or, as you said, Graf, guys that aren't playing 82 games, at some point you're going to have to have seize the opportunity to to get minutes. And it, it might be, if you're at the end of the roster, it might be the only chance you get in your career to prove that you can do it in the NBA. So, um, but, but depth is, I definitely think depth has never been more important. This is a longer conversation for another day, but, um, but you, it used to be maybe you needed eight, nine guys. I think now you need 12, 13, 14 guys to be ready to play. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at Jose Alvarado and how much he's come on. He was not guaranteed a roster spot. He wasn't probably supposed to play on this team. And now not only has he become a defensive stalwart, but seeing him be the leading scorer uh, the other night, I mean, th- that was a part of his game, and, and we talked about it on the podcast before, him working out with Tony Parker from San Antonio. If that part of his game can develop, if Herb Jones – can make another leap forward on his offensive ability uh, when already his defensive uh, ability is, is well-known. That That's such a different element to this team that that it's Lanyap. AD and I talked about this on Sunday night as well. Just think one year ago right now, Jose Alvarado was a two-way player who had no idea when he was going to get any any type of playing time and pretty much, yeah, maybe going to Birmingham for the year. Now, he never did go... Uh, for an extended period of time at all to Birmingham. He was basically up here because he had to be because right. of the injury situation uh, so early in the year last year. Um, but just to see him now, especially that Detroit game, exude the confidence 
that he has on the offensive side. We we knew he was a very good defender. Even coming out of college at Georgia Tech, he was the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. But on the offensive end now, to see his confidence drive into the hole, to see the little floater go up, and now he's he's taking threes and he's making threes. And uh, I thought Antonio Daniels said it best. It really helps when you have a contract in your back pocket knowing, <laughs> yes. you know, knowing that, hey, I belong now, and that's where a lot of the confidence comes from. Yeah, you don't have to look over your shoulder. You don't yep. have to say, like, oh, if I, if I mess up this Correct. quarter or these next few plays, am I going to be on the bench and possibly, you know, back in the G League or, or maybe not on a roster? So that helps a ton. You know, another thing that I thought about that I think is interesting with this team, we've talked about so much, maybe to the point where people are tired of hearing it, about the chemistry and the camaraderie that these guys have. I think – you know, people might wonder, like, why is that important? It, it's hard to kind of measure, like, what do you mean by why that's something? Look that's... at past seasons for the reasons why. Sure. And, and also, I think, too, when, when you have a team that has a lot of guys that can score and they all are, are rooting for each other and cheering each other on, that's crucial because you have to have the recognition when you're on a team that's loaded with offensive weapons that some nights it's not going to be your night, some night, and you, you, you have to be okay with that. And I think the fact that these guys get along so well and our good friends with each other is huge because you don't want to have a situation where that we see on some teams where a guy's upset because somebody else is getting too many touches and I'm not getting my touches. Or, or better yet, decking somebody on your own team, like Draymond <laughs> yeah. Green and yeah. Jordan Poole. I mean, you know, Jim, when you were saying all that, I'm thinking of not only what's going on in Golden State, because good luck there yeah. um, the rest of the way, but – you know, we're going to be in Brooklyn next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about chemistry. Those guys haven't even played with each other. You're talking about Simmons, Kyrie, and, and Durant. Simmons didn't play at all last year. Mm-hmm. And it's, all right, you know, the Pels have the chemistry and they have the talent. Now, the Brooklyn Nets have the talent. For sure. Does that weigh out? You know, does that over? Does that yeah. supersede what the Pelicans have on the chemistry end? And that's the type of thing that drives me nuts is because – You've got everything you need on your side, and they've got those three guys that could literally win games by themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's just, to me, that's the NBA, you know? Because in theory, the Pelicans should be better because of all of it. Right. But Brooklyn has Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And do they need chemistry because they have that much talent? For the first time now, I feel like we have a big three of our own, though. But with B.I. really being no, the leader of this team with Zion being back, with C.J. McCollum having a full offseason, plus chemistry and depth. I, you know, as, as much as people want to talk about the big three there and, and they want to talk about the Lakers because it's fashionable, uh, I love the fact that we could point to a big three of our own and they're all young guys who are cohesive and they know how to play together and they're unselfish. That excites me. I, I'd really – I don't know how it's going to shake out, uh, in the next two games, but I'd really like to see Brandon Ingram on the floor with Zion and, and CJ as well. Hopefully, you know, we'll see him. I, I was re- really encouraged by what I saw on Sunday and Saturday, Saturday at practice here, and then uh, before the game on Sunday, Ingram was out there doing stuff, which is, you know, he has not done much uh, since the end of training camp. So hopefully he's ramping back up because I, you know, and I know Willie Green and the staff wants to see him back out there as well, just to gets in some semblance of basketball shape because he hasn't done anything in a while uh, running up and down the floor. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know about you guys. Because we're going to need them next week. For sure. Yes. <laughs> I, I got to the point maybe towards the end of the Spurs game, I think for the first time in preseason where I was like, all right, I'm ready for the regular season. Oh, Jim. The first, Here we go. The first couple preseason games I thought were really entertaining. And Sunday's game was entertaining too, especially watching Trey. But um, I think the one thing that can make these last two preseason games the most compelling is, like you said, if, if B.I. is able to get back on the court so we can see those um, top three, that trio, big-time scoring trio on the court together. Um, so that, that would be great. Um, to your point about Brooklyn, I mean, they did have games. They had the probably the worst chemistry in the league last year based on the fact that they had guys shuffling in and Kyrie was in and out. They still won. So, exactly. They still won games because they were just so much better exactly. than other teams and overwhelmed them. But I think – the regular this regular season opener is going to be so fascinating from the, <laughs> I am the standpoint of, of and they get Joe Harris about. back too. He yeah. missed almost the entire right. year last year. Crucial, crucial floor spacer, yeah. three point one of the best three point shooters in the in the league. So yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun. I'm well, I'm sure we'll be talking about the, the Brooklyn yeah. game specifically a lot. Sorry to get ahead of no, you're no, good. But, I mean, you're good. It's coming up. It's yeah, coming. It's coming fast. Um, but yeah, I I'm really looking forward to that game. It's going to be such an interesting test case in in terms of the the chemistry and and like you said that Brooklyn's talent can, can can overwhelm you at times but um but I I can't wait for that game and I'm sure everyone else is looking forward to that but we do have two preseason games to get to before then. Yeah, I mean, so what are you looking forward to? I know, you know, your your partner John DeShazer doesn't put a ton of stock into preseason wins, losses, maybe, you know, what he's looking for. What are you looking for in this heat game coming up. It's really strange. I was talking to Jim before we started recording here, and it's really difficult to prepare for Miami because they're playing a bunch of undrafted rookies most of the game. Um, we haven't seen Jimmy Butler or Kyle Lowry or anybody like that. You know, Duncan Robinson's been playing a lot. Tyler Hero, who just signed a four-year extension, he hasn't played much at all in the preseason. So, I mean, are we going to see basically what equates to a G League? team against Miami a bit of a scrimmage. I, I don't know I you know we can't worry about that we've got to ramp up and get ready for the uh, there's ramp up again we got to <laughs> we've got to we've got to get ready for the regular season I think Willie uh, Green talked about it before San Antonio he's happy the way the minutes have been distributed uh, I know it was <laughs> it was unfortunate to see Dyson Daniels go down literally 20 seconds in yeah. uh, to his appearance against San Antonio because he played a boatload of minutes against Detroit, and I know he was going to play as much uh, against San Antonio. It didn't look like it was that bad of a of an ankle thing. We'll see. Yeah, he's uh, young, so let's be stay exactly. hopeful. No, it's, and, and I think we've seen now in, in my years here that uh, they are definitely going to err on the side of caution when it, when it comes to injuries, and that's anybody uh, on the roster. So um, hopefully Larry Nance will be okay as well. And uh, we just – you got to get into next Wednesday in Brooklyn as healthy as you can possibly be with the entire roster. That's that's the key right now. Well, Graf, we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to hearing your call. I know you're going to be hitting the road soon, and uh, we got that game in Birmingham coming up, yeah. the neutral site game uh, against the Hawks. Uh, I heard uh, from someone who lives in Birmingham that are trying to get tickets, and they told me that it's sold out, Ooh. at least the lower bowl. The only tickets left are like nosebleeds. Gotcha. So there are going to be people at that game. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering how many are Atlanta people that have traveled. I'm wondering point. how many people are people in Birmingham who just want to get a taste of NBA basketball because they haven't had it. Uh, so it's it's going to be exciting to see how that crowd uh, shakes out. 
But we're looking forward to hearing your call all season long, along with John DeShazer. Todd, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks, fellas, and uh, cannot wait for the rest of this. Let's go. What a lot of fun. Graf is always uh, just always a ball of energy. He's vibrating in the studio, getting ready for Pelicans basketball. Can you feel it? I can. <laughs> yeah, he's always, uh, he, he kind of broadcasts that way as well. I feel like he really gets, you used the word emotional earlier. I yeah. think he, he definitely goes kind of with the ebb and flow of the game. I, I don't think there's any way that you can mistake how the game is going when he's broadcasting it just by listening to his tone and kind of the direction he takes things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So tune into the Pelicans broadcast on 99.5 WRNO. Uh, if you are in the New Orleans area, up to 70 miles, you can also listen on the Pelicans app, pelicans.com as well. Uh, so so tune into the graph because he will take you on a joyride. Jim, you've got some pieces coming out as well soon, don't you? Yeah, on Thursday, I'm going to have the next preseason profile article. This one will be on Trey Murphy, kind of talking about a little bit about how he's bulked up during the offseason. He's gotten stronger. He's thinks that he's going to be able to take the ball to the basket more. He's and, gotten taller. Yeah, he, it's he weird did. weird that he, he's still hitting growth spurts. <laughs> yeah, he's 22, I think, and he's still gaining uh, inches on the height, so that's great. Yeah, I'm hoping I'll hit mine at 41. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, me too. Uh, the uh, the um, but yeah, he. I think he's uh, during the season he's going to be able to get to the rim a little bit more. Although we've seen during preseason that man that three point shot is still yeah. dangerous and still the bread and butter. So hopefully, I, I think he's going to have a little bit more versatility this year. He talked about how his ball handling is something he worked on as well. But uh, don't don't stray too far away from. When you can make seven of ten threes against the Spurs yeah. on the road, I, I think we're, we're pretty cool with that as yeah, well. Stick with what works, man. It's, <laughs> it's Murphy's corner for a reason. And it seems like he's going to have a lot of wide-open looks, with uh, especially once B.I.'s there, C.J.'s there, Zion's taking up space in the paint, Jonas. Uh, that, that's going to be his, his moneymaker right there. Yeah, it really is. There's going to be some lineups where he's out there with the big weapons, the big guns that you just mentioned. But I'm also looking forward to seeing the second unit. Um, I think – they established themselves really well in the second half last season in the, in the playoff series against Phoenix. Um, I thought we, we all thought that, you know, Jackson Hayes is going to be added to that mix to start the season. But unfortunately, as we talked about, he's, he's out with an injury, but really the, that core group of guys that played together a lot towards the end of last season, um, they have no, they don't have to make any more progress in terms of chemistry. They've played together a ton so I'm hoping that that group can really hit the ground running with game one at Brooklyn next week. Um, they've already figured out their roles. They already know what each other d- does. Um, you'll, hopefully you'll be able to add Dyson Daniels to, the, to that mix and that his recent injury is nothing to be concerned about. But, I mean, they can really roll out a, a group of guys that I love the versatility that they have where they have scorers like Trey Murphy, obviously Jose Alvarado making a jump in that area yeah. as well they got defenders with Najee Marshall they've got rebounders and scorers with Billy Hernan Gomez so I mean they have a, a lot of those boxes are checked and uh, as much as everyone across the NBA is, is excited to see this starting lineup and thinks it can be one of the best in the league and in particular the front court is pretty near the top of the list in the NBA in terms of a starting front court of three guys um, I'm also 
looking forward to watching the bench and to see what kind of impact they can make. Yeah, same. I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but and, and we know it's only preseason. We're trying not to, to buy in too much, but seeing Devontae Graham really come on and, and be the Devontae Graham we thought we were getting from the Hornets uh, initially and, and seeing his scoring threat, uh, Jose Alvarado, seeing that side of him uh, come out. And, and again, we're yet to see uh, if Herb Jones can, can make another leap, if Trey Murphy stays consistent, this bench is going to be very, very deep. Uh, so look out if you're playing the Pelicans. And I cannot wait. I know we've got a couple preseason games to go, but I cannot wait to test our medal against the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, that's going to be – I remember when the schedule came out, a lot of people were saying, like, this is going to be an awesome way to start the season, just a compelling first game. And I was kind of like, let's hold off a little bit on that because we don't even know who's going to be on the court for Brooklyn. We don't even know who's going to be in right. uniform. We don't know if they're going to keep the same um, hierarchy because we, you got players saying, I want to be traded yeah, and this guy's got to go. If, yeah. <laughs> and so, but anyways, it, in a, in a very roundabout circuitous way, we got back to the point where Brooklyn is what we were expecting them to be. And I think it's going to be one of the most interesting, maybe the most interesting um, openers of the, of the regular season across the NBA. Yeah, definitely going to be a trial by fire. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how these Pelicans stack up and I feel good about it. Uh, Jim, always great uh, to do the podcast with you. If you haven't tuned in yet, please check out the Between Bites podcast with Nina Compton and Larry Miller of Compare Le Pen and Bywater American Bistro. They talk to chefs. Uh, they talk to New Orleans characters. They tell stories about New Orleans culture, wine, food. Uh, so download it. If you've got a foodie in your life, tell them to check it out. It is the newest addition to the Pelicans podcast network. But we will see you on the Pelicans podcast in a couple days. Joe and Jim Eichenhofer signing off. Go Pels. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> Love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.